Hello, and welcome to Revolution 22's teaching podcast. We are a church from the downtown area in Boise, Idaho. Thank you for joining us today and hearing this week's sermon. We pray that God's word will be received and will bear fruit in your life. I'm Danny. It is good to be back here. I've missed being with you guys a lot. So thank you guys for uh, making the trek up here. Sometimes, sometimes, or some of you did it today. Some of you guys have been here all week, but just thank you guys for being here. I was going to make a joke about um, the first time coming back and, and I was going to do a sermon that was probably not going to be the best. And so Kristen said not to do that. So just laugh as though I made a really good joke because that's about all you got. Today is a, is a really cool Father's Day for me. I have three children um, so far. Lord willing, that's all. But this week, um, we had the opportunity to finalize the adoption of our um, little girl, Zoe. <laughs> and uh, she's, her birthday was uh, about a week ago, so she's been with us for a year. And the finalization happened just shortly thereafter her birth. And so as we were kind of talking through uh, this particular Father's Day, you know, this has been on the agenda for a while. And we were praying through what, what the topic would be and settled long ago that this topic would be on adoption. And so um, I'm blessed to, be, uh, to have circumstances as such that, that I get to speak a little more intimately to it. This sermon, a lot of the notes, if you guys look up a sermon from John Piper, a lot of the notes that are from this sermon are going to be from that. I pulled a lot of it from that. He adopted um, a little girl named Talitha, and he's a lot more eloquent than I am. And so uh, much of what I have to say is going to come from that. This sermon, the word that I was, I was praying through has to do with adoption, but in reality, it has to do with the gospel. The scripture only uses a handful of things to describe the gospel. It uses marriage, uh, it talks about rebirth, um, but it also talks about adoption. It doesn't talk about a lot of other um, analogies when it comes to us coming into the body of Christ. And so I want to focus on adoption as being the message of the gospel. Although this is about the gospel, I also want to pray that God gives you confidence that God is graciously involved and has, done, has been involved with adoption himself. He knows the cost of adoption intimately, and he stands ready to support you with whatever part you may play. Some of you guys have adopted. I first want to ask you guys for forgiveness because I'm not going to do this justice. Some of you have been adopted. Some of you are thinking about adopting. Some of you should think about adopting. Some should consider how to support others with adoption. And last but not least, this is something that, you know, as we look at our fathers, today on this Father's Day, so, so many of us, including myself, have the temptation to look at our fathers through the lens, or look at God the Father through the lens of our fathers. And as you'll hear through this, adoption was not plan B. It was plan A all along. And so because of that, we need to not look at our fathers in light or at God the Father in light of our fathers, but instead we need to look at our fathers in light of, 
being adopted into God's kingdom. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to read this passage. Uh, We'll be in Galatians today, chapter 4. Okay, let's pray. Father God, we love you so much. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here today. Lord, that you graciously have given us the uh, space, the opportunity to rest. You gave us wonderful children who are running around and riding their bikes and having a great time. But Lord, you've also allowed the circumstances to be such, Lord, that we can be here today. Lord, I ask for a special protection on everyone who is here. Um, Some of us are, we just don't, we just want to be protected from anything that you don't have for us today. Help us to be wise. Help us to know your word and be known by you. Lord, I ask that everything that comes out of my mouth, Lord, today would be about you. It wouldn't be about me. It wouldn't be about any other person other than the thing that you have to speak to that person. Lord, and if you need to transform the words out of my mouth between my mouth and their ears, Lord, let it be so, so that they hear your words and not my own. So Lord, we love you. We worship you. We ask, Lord, that our hearts be submitted to you in your holy name. Amen. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so that you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Now, I want to take a small, a small moment to, to hit on the fact that it talks about sons and not sons and daughters. In this culture, for men and women, both, and we know from Galatians, earlier in Galatians, where it talks about that there, is no, that there are no, you know, it's neither male or female, We know that what it's talking about here is not just men being elevated to sons, but instead it is all people being elevated to sons. And it really, in this culture, for it to be sons and daughters, daughters didn't have the same rights as sons. And so women, when it's talking about this, if this is a struggle for you to hear this passage because it's talking about sons, please receive it as something that you are being elevated to the same position as all mankind for those who receive. So this is a small note. Okay, I'm going to reread it. Galatians 4, 4 through 5, actually. But when the fullness of time had come, God had sent forth his son, born of of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who uh, who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. God did not have to use the concept of adoption to describe salvation. He could have stuck with rebirth. He could have stuck with the wedding analogies that he's, used, that he's used in other places. But instead, he uses adoption. And I want to kind of lay out a couple different reasons why. It's actually six similarities between adoption into the kingdom and adoption that we experience here on earth. 
Adoption, number one, adoption was for God and is for us very, very costly. There's more a cost to it than I can really know at this point. I'm still pretty new into this this arena. But the cost is emotional, it's financial, and it's also lifelong. When you have children, you have them forever. You don't stop being their parents. The emotion of adopting Zoe, and I'm going to use Zoe a lot. Um, I was adopted myself, and, and there's other stories, but I'm going to use Zoe a lot because this is so fresh to me. The emotion of waiting for her was incredible. I've had the privilege of having two children by birth, um, and I've had the, uh, the privilege of having so far Zoe uh, through adoption. But the emotion that, I, that we encountered through, through, that, through adoption was, was a lot more than I expected, to say the least. We got the chance to hold her for one hour the day that she was born before the mother decided that she wanted to hold her for a little while longer. And we weren't sure what that was going to be like. We weren't sure if we were going to come home with a, a mother who had decided to take her child home. And you know what? If that had happened, we would have praised the Lord for it. But it would have been heart-wrenching. It would have been heartbreaking. And so we went and we, uh, Kristen, what did we do? Did we go do, we just filled our time. We just filled our time trying to make time pass until the next time that we get a chance to hold her. And then we got the chance to hold her and we took her home. And there's a period of time that the mother could still change her mind. And there's, there's, there was a lot of components to this, but, but we sat anxiously waiting to know whether or not we get to fly home with our little girl or not. And that emotion is just now beginning. She's a year old. And there's so many conversations. There's so many things that I know through my adoption that I will have to one day have with her. And they'll be emotional. Financial. The financial strain of adoption is seemingly insurmountable. Some of you guys may have thought about adopting, but it seemed to be too much. But nothing is impossible with God. So the cost is, is great. Galatians 3.13 says, this is just one page back if you're looking at pages. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. You know, that, that time that we spent um, waiting for adoption, the pain that we've experienced so far in anxiously anticipating is nothing compared to, I don't want to say nothing because that's not, I don't think that's what Christ says, but it is, it is something that God knows intimately about because he gave himself through pain, through suffering, to death on a cross. So when, we are, when we're processing through the pain and the emotion and the tax that it takes to go through adoption, know that we have a great high priest who has gone through what it is that you're going through. Number two of six, 
adoption did for God and does for you involve legal status of the child. There was a lot of hoops for us to jump through for Zoe. A lot of hoops. And some of them seemed ridiculous. But it's a, there's a legal status change. This week, we had a, a meeting with the judge, and it was much shorter than I expected. I recorded it because I thought it was going to be really cool, and it was like six minutes long, which it still was really cool. It just was short. Kristen and I, they have, us, they have you take an oath. They have you raise your right hand, and you take an oath, and, it, and they ask you a, ver- a various amount of questions, but I'm going to read a couple of them here to you. Did you petition the court to adopt Zoe? They didn't call her Zoe, but, and you say yes. Upon adoption, do you agree that you shall become the natural father to her? Yeah. Do you agree to treat this child as your own natural child with all the rights, duties, obligations of that relationship, including inheritance? And you agree. And Kristen and I both go through this as we legally agree to the fact that she becomes our natural child. God had to deal with us and in our, there's his own legal realities. God is a holy God. He's a just God. And we deserve to be in hell. We deserve to have fair pay for our sins. But he is also good. And he is also gracious, far more than we could ever hope or dream. And so he came and he satisfied the legal obligations between, between himself, that he pays the price, that he pays for the, the exacted sacrifice that is due for our sins so that we don't have to do that. If the legal red tape seems long and painful, Just remember that God understands. Number three, adoption gives us the spirit of sonships. I never thought about my own adoption. Actually, I was one of three children um, and two of of us were adopted. And so um, growing up, I I never, I, I mean, I'd ask my friends, which one of you is adopted? Because to me, it was so commonplace. I never asked my parents for the paperwork that proved that I was adopted. I never had to. There was a spirit inside of me and inside of my brother who was also adopted. And in the same spirit that's inside of my sister who is biological, the same spirit that cries out to our parents as mom and dad. I never thought about it. I didn't think about calling them mom and dad. I didn't have to decide to do that. But that spirit that's inside of you cries out that we are sons of God. And it is that same spirit that the Lord gives us through, through salvation. It's a seal of his spirit that, cries, that puts inside of us that we get to cry out to him and say, Abba, Father, which is the same term that Jesus Christ used. There's a deep emotional bond for that's far beyond legal that gives us the spirit to call God daddy with all the rights, obligations, and duties with that relationship. 
Adoption was for God and often is for us from very bad situations. Some of us are adopted out of very, very bad situations. My situation was a very bad situation. And so we are delivered out of this bad situation. I was removed, phys- I was removed from my biological parents because they were unfit parents. And so I was then placed in adoption and I went through multiple different things. Um, and at a certain point, I got adopted by my parents. And they're the wonderful people. I wish that they were here today. Well, I'm sorry, here at this campsite, they're alive. <laughs> so, but the, not, not all were bad situations, but many are from bad situations. But I want to tell you what, when we are adopted, every single one of us were adopted from a bad situation. We are born as children of wrath. So when, when Christ came, and while we were still sinning, he cut through the red tape of adoption, not for a cute, cuddly little child that is one day old, but for a rebellious, evil child that has no desire to have a relationship with him. And every single one of us come from that spot. And so God knows what it is to adopt from a very bad situation. Number five, and even with that, adoption was for God and is for us seriously planned. Ephesians 1, four through six. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him, in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. To the praise and the glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. So, before the foundation of the world, we were set for adoption. Kristen and I have been talking about adoption, well, for a really long time. And, and for us, it was a very planned event but not anywhere close to what God has planned. It says before the foundation of the world, the plan was never, and I don't, at some point we can get into the the theological things that go with this, but the plan was never that we be, there, there'd be a ton of children in the garden and we all just have fun. That was never the plan. I always thought about it in terms of the moon. And as the moon circle circles the earth, you see one side of the moon. You never see the other side. And if we had been in the Garden of Eden, it would have been great, but we would have only seen one side. We wouldn't have seen the other side. And so God, through plan A, which was adoption, (laughs) we have the opportunity to see mercy play out, grace play out, justice play out, forgiveness play out. We get the chance to see all of these different things that we would not have had a chance to see. But this was plan A. And what does that mean for today? Well, what that means is that Zoe 
it wasn't a charitable thing that Kristen and I did any more than it was charitable for God to save me. It was just that there was a child that belongs in our home that we had to go find. It's no more charitable than the fact that I have two children biologically. They're just my kids. And so when we think about adoption, so for so many of us, it comes sequentially as plan B or plan number two because we had another plan in place. We had another idea in place. We had another thought in place, but it never was plan B. It was always plan A. There's a country song and I can't remember who sings it. I don't remember who sings it. But it says that God threw a wrench in the plans we thought we had. And so we have a plan, we have a thought, we have a a, a place that we think we're going, a direction that we think we're headed, but it isn't plan B. It's not charitable of us. And I understand the thought process, but the reason I want to clarify that is because when we think of it that way, we misunderstand the gospel. We are children that that are built, that are designed, that are created to be in God's kingdom. And so we get that opportunity and he, and he comes through and does that for us. And this is brought fully into completion through the glorification with Christ. And we get to fully experience adoption. This story, you know, I wanted, I'd love to share it with more of you. I'd love to take an opportunity. Some of you guys are thinking, um, you know, through this prayer, which that prayer was beautiful. Some of you guys are thinking about having kids either be through biologically or through um, adoption. And I want to encourage you guys. It isn't for everybody. I'm not saying that it is, but it's for a lot more people than that do. And so some of you guys, I would love to encourage you guys to think and pray about having a heart towards adoption And again, that may not be that you guys adopt. That may be that you support others who are adopting. It may be that you pray for those who are adopting. It may, I don't know what it is for you. But the key is, is that in the same way that we support as a church, that we support marriage as a demonstration of salvation played out here on earth so that people can see the light that shines in us and shows that there's something different. Adoption has that same value in the scripture. And so I want to encourage us as a body of believers to step forward in whatever that looks like. There are, we're going to do uh, baptisms here next. Baptism is a act. It's our first act. It's the first thing that we're asked to do as sons in the kingdom. And some of you have put this off for a while. Some of you guys are like, well, I'll do it next time or I'll do it in this situation or do it in that situation. Jesus Christ as our Lord has asked us for our first act to be as followers of him, as sons of his family, has asked us to step forward in obedience in baptism. And so I wanna encourage you guys to step forward if you guys have been holding off on that for any time. 
That's one group. Another group is that some people haven't decided yet that they are going to receive this adoption, that they're going to step forward and accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and as God as our Father in our lives. And if that's you and you feel the tug of the Holy Spirit on your heart, there's going to be a couple of people, Bren, I think Brian will come make his way over that direction, anybody really, myself, I'll stand over there, but come and talk to us. Come and grab somebody to talk to you about what it is to be a son in the kingdom of the Most High God. So as we go ahead and, and, and close this, remember that you are children of the Most High God through adoption from a very bad situation. And let's worship him for that. Let's pray. Father God, we love you so much. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful opportunity to be here together, to meet together as a body of believers. Lord, I ask for the people who are meeting all across the world, Lord, that they would be protected, um, that they would be wise in the way that they meet together. But Lord, that they would ultimately keep their eyes focused on you, that they would keep their hearts focused on you, that they wouldn't be focused on fear or the hurdles that are in front of them, but instead, Lord, they'd be focused on your goodness and your grace, who you are, for you are greater, more beautiful, more wondrous than we could ever hope or dream. Thank you, Lord, for adopting us. Thank you, Lord, for using this as an example of what it is to be in your family. Thank you, Lord, that the adoption of my little girl has happened this week. Thank you, Lord, that she gets to be in our home with all the rights and obligations that go along with it. So, Lord, I ask that if there's a tug on somebody's heart to be baptized today, Lord, that they would step forward as an act of obedience towards you. And that act of obedience is so that we can say, I love you through our obedience. So, Lord, we love you. We worship you. We ask, Lord, that our hearts and our lives be submitted to you in all things. In your holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To find out more about our church, please visit revolution22.org. We encourage you to not neglect meeting together as believers. And may you continue to love God and love others.